Hello, and I welcome you to the book club. I'm Bethaya. Today we're going to be talking about trees. We're going to narrow it down by the end of the day to this tree of knowledge of good and evil. Last time we were together, we talked about this knowledge. It's going to be an interesting topic. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you join in with me. You can email me if you got any comments. Uh, the book club with Bethia at Gmail. I welcome your comments. I welcome your uh, suggestions on topics you'd like to talk about, learn about. Uh, I welcome any comments you may have or questions you may have of me. So let's settle in and talk about trees. The first time we see mention of trees is in chapter 1 of Genesis, chapter uh, verse 11. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. God is speaking this tree into existence. God is telling this fruit fruit tree to yield fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself on this earth. Trees, trees, trees. Do you know that trees are mentioned more in the Bible than any other living creature other than God and people? Trees are mentioned more than anything else. Do you know that trees are the oldest living thing on this earth? Trees. Trees are mentioned throughout the entire Bible. Trees are on the first page of Genesis. They're in the first Psalm. They're in the first page of the New Testament. And the last, pl- the last page of Revelation, there's trees. And if we look back at every major event in this Bible of ours, this God's Word, every major event, there's a tree. From the fall to the flood or the overthrow of the Pharaoh, every major event in the Bible has a tree somewhere in there marking its spot. John 15, 1, Jesus says he is the true vine and his father is the dresser of the garden. Proverbs 3.18, the Bible refers to itself as the tree of life. Psalms 1.13, we're told to be like trees planted by streams of water that yield their fruit in season. The Old Testament prophesies that Jesus will be crucified on a tree. And we know that Jesus died on that tree. He died on that cross. Trees are like Jesus. They give rather than take. They give and they keep giving. They give life and they give beauty. They give us shade and they give us rest. They clean our air. They hold back erosion. They give us shelter, food, and protection. Just like Jesus. Jesus give us life. He gave us this beautiful earth in which to live on. He gives us rest. He gives us breath. And he saves us from our own sin. Let's read Genesis 2, 7 through 9. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man 
who he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So we're really narrowing things up now. God's made these trees. He's planted this garden. He's he's made this Eden, this garden of Eden, this perfect place. All of these trees and fruit. And he places this man there. And in the middle of that garden, he puts two trees right in the middle, right in the center of this garden are two trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's the one we're going to talk about. That's the one we're going to focus on today. Maybe we'll take the tree of life another time. If you've paid any attention to the picture of this podcast, it's a tree. And it's the tree of life for me. Now, I haven't finished with that tree of life. I want to change it up just a bit, add a little of this or a little of that, something I want to do to it. I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to do it yet. But it's that tree. It's that tree of life. But you know, the opposite spectrum of that tree of life, we have this tree of knowledge of good and evil. So let's talk about this tree for a few minutes. So this man that God made, he put him in this garden. And he is to dress it and to keep it. Now, let's remember at this point in time, this is Genesis 2.15. At this point in time, there is no Eve. There's only Adam. And God told Adam to dress this garden and to keep this garden. Dress it and keep it. Cultivate it. Keep it up. Guard it. Keep it means to watch out for it. Be on the lookout. This man is to maintain this garden. He's to watch over this garden. He's to keep this garden. He's to cultivate this garden. Genesis 2, 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now let's look one more time at Genesis 2.16. And the Lord God commanded the man. We have the Lord, we have God commanding this man that he's made. He's commanding him. You can eat everything. You can eat all the trees. You got all these herbs to eat. You got paradise. You got everything you could possibly want. But don't eat off that tree right there. That tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you better not eat it. Because if you eat it, you're surely going to die. We move along to Genesis 2.22. And that's when God takes the rib from Adam and makes woman. And now we're at chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to read a couple of verses for you. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, 
Ye hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden? God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Wow! Can you believe what just happened? In just those few verses, you go from a garden, God putting Adam in this garden, God telling Adam to keep it and take care of it, he makes this woman for Adam. And the next thing you know, you turn around and they're talking about serpents being the most subtle of the beast of the field. What is going on here? What is this serpent? Where did he come from? And how did he get in the Garden of Eden? That's what I want to know. Where did he come from? How did he get there? And what's his purpose? So we've got a lot going on right now. So let's stop for a second and ask a question. What's the purpose of this tree? What's the purpose of this tree of knowledge and good and evil? What's the purpose of it? You know, we wonder why God put that tree in the midst of the garden. Why didn't he put it over there on the side, out of the way, so they didn't have to see it every day? Why in the middle? Why that choice? Why did God, you know, what, what did they do? How many times did they walk past this tree every day? They're in paradise. They're lollygagging around, checking out everything, looking at all the animals, looking at the wonder of this creation that they've been handed to. But but Adam, does Adam knows this tree? You better not eat of this tree. Now, I'm going to say to you at the time, God commanded Adam not to eat of this tree. God told Adam, don't do it. And at the time God told Adam that, there was no Eve. Now, did, did Adam tell Eve? Apparently, Adam told, told her something. But we know right here in the, in, the, in the scripture, she says to him, Ye shall not eat of it, nor shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Where'd that come from? Don't know where that don't touch it came from. Don't know where it came from. Did Adam tell her that? Maybe. Did Adam not tell her that? We have no idea. But what we do know is, what we do know is that God commanded Adam not to eat of that tree. He commanded him not to do it. Then comes Eve. So why the tree? Why, why the decision? God wants a relationship with us. He wants a relationship with us. It's something core to humans, that relationship, wanting that relationship, needing that relationship. And God wants that with us. We're his children. God did not want robots. He wanted children, a relationship with creatures, these beings that he created, who wanted a relationship with him. He could have made a world where we're you know, programmed to choose good all the time and programmed to follow him all the time. But that's robotic. He, that's not what God wants. True relationship, there is a choice involved. 
There's an action. You have to choose. And God gave Adam and Eve the freedom to choose. You either choose my way or you do not choose my way. You know, we wonder how long they walked with this tree in the midst of them. We wonder how long did they walk around this tree? How long did they look at this tree? Did God ever talk to them about this tree again? We don't know those answers, but we wonder. We wonder what Adam told Eve about this tree. We wonder. The Bible doesn't tell us, but the Bible does tell us that Satan, the serpent, deceived her. Eve was deceived, but Adam sinned. God commanded Adam. Adam disobeyed, and then he blamed Eve. God could have created thousands and thousands and thousands of trees of life, and no trees of the knowledge of good and evil. But our God, our Creator, is a creator of relationship. He wants a relationship with us, and He's not going to force that. He gives us the freedom to choose. It's our decision. We choose. In Genesis 2.16, the Lord commanded the man to follow Him, to do as I say. But He couldn't do it. He did not obey the commands of the Lord. When you cease to listen to God, you cease to obey Him. God gives us these laws. He gives us these commandments. He tells us these things to protect us. He tells us what's best for us. But we just won't listen. You know, when Satan come on the scene with Eve, he did not preach a sermon. He didn't give out no long, detailed, detailed dissertation. Three sentences. Three little sentences. He twisted some words around. That was it. So I say this to you. Relationship not chosen is not really relationship at all. But relationship chosen is real. See, we have to decide We have to decide good or evil. We have to decide God or Satan. We have to choose belief or unbelief. We either choose God's word or Satan's lies. It's all a choice. It's all your choice, my choice, our choice. And it's time you make some decisions Have you ever heard that old saying? And I'm going to say it's an old saying. I haven't thought about it or heard it in a very long time. But it goes something like, you are what you eat. Well, I'm here to tell you, we are what we eat. Adam and Eve ate off that tree. They ate off that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so we have that in us. We know right from wrong. We've known since the very beginning. We know. People don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, no, no. That's a mean God. Why did God do us like that? Why did God plan it like that? It's not God's decision. It's your decision. You decide. You know right from wrong. Because as I said a second ago, we are what we eat. What lies are you eating? What truth are you eating? Because we still have those same choices. 
It's either good or evil. It's of God or it's not of God. It's either belief or it's disbelief. And only you can make that decision. No decision is no relationship. If you want a relationship with God, if you want a relationship with your Lord and Savior, you have to decide. You have to choose. And if you don't choose God, guess what? There's no relationship. Point blank period. It's just that simple. We're going to end today with this. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Very simple. It's good or it's evil. It's the Lord or it's Satan. It's truth or it's lies. I'm asking you to choose God. I'm asking you to choose truth. I'm telling you, we, you need, I need, we need, the world needs a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, if you don't have that relationship, I'm telling you to get on your knees and pray to God. He will help you. He will guide you. He will see you through. I'm going to end in prayer. Father, we come to you today thanking you for the trees. Father, we thank you for that tree of life that we feed off of, Father. Your life, your breath that you breathed into us way back when, when you made that first man, that Adam. We thank you for that breath of life, Father. Father, we would ask you to open our eyes and let us see more clearly your ways, your wisdom, your Love your kindness, Father. Father, I would ask you to forgive us of our sins, Father. Forgive us when we come short of your glory, Father. Father, keep us on the right path, your path, that path that is your will, Father. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. We look forward to spending the rest of eternity with you. Father, I would ask you to bless everyone that hears these words from me, from me, through you, through me, to from you, Father. Your words through me, Father. Bless everyone who hears these words, Father. Bless everyone who takes time to have a relationship with you, Father. Bless us, Father. Bless everyone, Father, that eats from the tree of life. We ask these things in your holy, precious name. Amen. So when we get back together, we will be on page 10. We will talk. Maybe we'll finish up a little bit on this tree of knowledge of good and evil. We'll talk about Daniel 12.4 and Habakkuk 2.14. I thank you again for spending time with me as we turn through the pages of the Bible. This is the book club with Bethiah. I thank you.